1: All right, three full listeners, uh, we've got a fun episode today. It's going to be a little bit different today. Today, I've got my business partner, Kevin waymeyer joining me. We want to um, kind of catch up on on what we've got going on and specifically talk about our 47 unit that we closed on uh, in June uh, up in Kettering area of Dayton. And it was a really big CapEx project, and we're kind of winding down, for the most part, uh, the, the big CapEx outside of the fact that we still want to turn like another, you know, 30 units, but um, the, the big CapEx projects are finally winding down. We thought they'd be done like two to three months ago. Uh, it's drug on. Maybe maybe some of you have experience out with your own projects at home, but um, uh, first of all, let me bring uh, Kevin here. Kevin, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, excited to talk through some of what we've got going on.
2: Oh, well, yeah, man. It's my pleasure and uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, uh, all the threefold listeners out there um you know it was just yesterday so uh how'd that go for you
1: we had a great time we were up at my parents farm and um they really wanted to do a, a hay wagon ride and it was nasty weather <laughs> but uh we did it anyway and the kids <laughs> kids had a blast they wanted to get out while we we're out in the pasture and chase the cows around and I brought a little speaker and we sang Christmas carols and uh that was the highlight for me oh, nice. we had a good time how about you guys
2: yeah, we laid low. I mean, uh, you know, uh, got a upper respiratory thing going on right now. So, everybody wanted to stay away from the Weymire house uh, yesterday. So, we did <laughs> – we had plans on, uh, you know, a bunch of family oh, coming in. So, we yeah. just did something small. But it was still good to get together. And, uh, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for for this past year. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of which is is – is Kettering 47 what we're going to talk about and we have Dayton 45 and if you want to share the news on on what we just accomplished this week um, you know I think a lot of your listeners would like to hear that as well.
1: Yeah the next project that we we have uh, coming that um, anybody in our investment community has already heard about you know uh, the the kind of ways we do you you have to have a relationship with us for us to be able to tell you about our deals you have to have a pre-existing relationship uh, because we accept accredited and sophisticated investors Uh, so we can't, we can't publicly, um, you know, advertise for, for the deals that we're working on. Um, you know, we can only talk to people that that are in our community that are in the threefold community, which, uh, you know, anybody that jumps on our website can put in their email address and and join our community. Um, so we, anybody in our community knows about this, but maybe some of the podcast listeners are not part of the community yet. Um, so we have a 96 unit under contract and, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, we, we got fully funded, um. And that was uh, under two weeks uh, since we opened that up to our community. And we had to raise $1.65 million on this one. Uh, definitely our, our biggest raise yet. Uh, we raised 1.3 million uh, for the Alpine, which we're talking about today. Um, but this one's called Wayndale Circle, 96 units in the Huber Heights area of Dayton. Uh, we're really excited about it. It's going to be a great project. Reach out to us if you want to know more about it. And, and uh, as soon as we close, Kevin and I will definitely do a, a podcast mm-hmm. episode on it. But, um, yeah, this yeah. was our biggest raise. So it's always – you know, you're always nervous because we had a lot of interest, but it's always a different thing to get people to, to really commit and be ready to, you know, let go of a big chunk of capital and put it toward a project like this. But we had a great response mm-hmm. in the under two weeks. We uh, were able to get fully funded. Um, And it, yeah, it was neat um, how, how God kind of orchestrated, I think, you know, to have that done right before Thanksgiving so we could relax yeah. yesterday and uh, just be very thankful that our uh, that our community and, and investors um chose to jump on board with us and, and get us fully funded here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was good to kind of knock that out. Uh, it was something that we've been uh, working for for a long time. You know, as we're kind of gearing up for Wayndale Circle, um, you know, as you mentioned, we're kind of winding down on on Kettering 47 with the major exterior CapEx stuff that we had going on. So we, you know, that was a, a big raise for the the CapEx projects that we had. And I'm excited to talk about what we had going on and tell people about what we've learned and, and things that we probably would have changed and uh, uh-huh. kind of, you know, a little bit of uh, our four-step process and on how we would, you know, get this started. So excited to talk about this and uh, maybe jump on a little bit later and talk about Wayndale as well. So um, thanks for having me, and, and I'm excited to get this going. So what
1: we're going to do today uh, is, is jump on here and talk about the Alpine uh, we, we've talked about the Alpine before. I'll, I'll reference that, that episode in the show notes, but um, and I'll, I'll look it up here again, Kevin, as, as you get talking. But, um, you know, 47 unit that we took down in, in June in the Kettering area of uh, Dayton. It's, it's a nice area, very B-class area. And this was definitely a C-class apartment. So we had some big plans for this property. Uh, it was very dilapidated. Um, the exterior was 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 really rough. I mean, solid, good bones, and, and okay. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, probably a very nice C-class building. Uh, but, we, but we really had, you know, our plans were to bring it up to a B-class building and, and probably even a, a B-plus in, in a B area and be one of the nicer, you know, buildings uh, around because we we're going to really make it look new. Um, and, and, you know, we want to provide a nicer home for people to live in. Uh, but also, you know, th- this is a, a business and investment and we have investors that are looking for a good return. And the way we're going to be able to do that on this property is we're going to, you know, the average rent going in was about 650 and for a two-bed, one-and-a-half-bath unit, like, like these are like 46 out of the 47 are, or no, sorry, 44 out of the 47 Four. are, I mean, rent should be 900 for sure. There, there's nicer. Ours will never be like the, the A minus that some of the ones in the area are B plus they're over a thousand. So uh we knew if we made, if we gave people a nice place to live and then rehabbing the units as part of the plan too, uh, which we've already started. Uh, we, we knew we could achieve those rents and and, and we're already getting that. Uh, so so the plan is already working itself out, but uh, yeah, we, we had big plans. And, and really what what that uh, entailed was um, we were going to replace all the windows. So the windows were were original, were very ugly. And and then the worst part, Kev, right? Like leaking like crazy. I mean, when we did our inspections, yeah. you know, we walked every unit and, and it's a it's a great opportunity. We don't even own the building yet, but you know, people are, are ready to talk to you. And we tell everybody, hey, we're just doing an inspection to see what's going on. And that, you know, that's very true because that, that's absolutely what we're doing. And people will tell you. And I mean the number one complaint by far was leaking windows and so we knew that had to happen early yep. on so one of the first things was windows while we were doing that we were going to uh paint the exterior not all of it because uh i'd say i don't know half or two-thirds of the exterior is brick but there's yep. some parts that like is like a hardy backer board with with like these trim boards that kind of give it this you know swiss alps looking chalet uh type type yep. look that's why it's called the alpine like a like a swiss alps type thing or something uh so we wanted to repaint all that there's actually a little bit of siding we wanted to paint that so kind of give the, the building just this nice fresh look with these bright white windows and then newly painted it was kind of a, a off yellow color like a, a i don't know cream um so we did more like a grayish you know it's really in now yep. and which matches the brick really well uh, gray uh so we want to do that to the exterior uh there's also an, an uh an outbuilding with 13 garages uh so we painted yep. that building and put in all new garage doors Um, And then even the interior, uh, we repainted the entire uh, all the common space in the interior, which there's like these three great big long hallways painted all those. There's stairwells, kind of entryways, got all that painted Uh, in the entryways. We did um, some new LVP flooring where there was some ugly tile. We did new LVP flooring in the laundry room and and painted the laundry room. That looks so much better now. Um, So the interior looks great as well. Even uh, the residence doors. Um, just because those were kind of this old wood and and just didn't match the, you know, kind of what we were doing with the building. We even painted all the the interior doors, uh, the entry doors into the residence rooms, uh, the office and laundry and all that. So we painted, you know, I don't know, 50 to 55. Well, I guess there's some in between doors. We probably painted 60 doors inside. Um, And then finally, now what we just found out today, actually almost got the landscaping (laughs) wrapped up. So we're, you know, kind of coming, But that kind of goes into what we're (laughs) going to get into with the plan. So I want to bring Kevin in because, he runs this uh, this area for us, um, and, and really heads up our, our kind of capex projects, and, and is really kind of the GC for that. So, Kev, when when you know you're going to be doing all these things, I mean, it, it's a lot to take on. I mean, just windows, for instance. You know, it was a um, what 158 windows, 160 windows. What's what's the first step when you know you're going to take on a capex project like this on a building like the Alpine?
2: Yeah, well, I think it you know, if you want to rewind a little bit, uh, I think it all starts when you're actually looking at the purchase of the building. Uh, you know, I think when you go in and you underwrite the property, uh, you start looking for everything for CapEx. Um, it all starts at that point in time, right? Even though, uh, you know, you don't know you have an accepted contract or anything like that. Uh, well, kind of once, once we do get the accepted contract and we start going through, you know, all the financing, Um, you really need to start going um, and getting quotes, right? Right, You know, a lot of people, when projects are starting or or you're about to close, they're like, okay, we'll start getting quotes at that point in time. Well, we wanted quotes way before we even closed. Like we wanted Mm -hmm. to start working the day after we closed, which we ended up doing. Um, However, um, you need to go back to you. Uh, All your mentors, your community groups, stuff like that. And the first thing you need to do is get all your referrals, right? So has anybody used a window company, a roofing company, any good painting uh, companies out there that people have used? Uh, We used a lot of our Facebook group communities that uh, both you and I are a part of. We went in there, asked questions, got recommendations, um, you know, tallied up about three or four different contractors, window people, siding people, garage door people, Um, We leaned on a lot of those people um, and then we, I started calling. So uh, getting everybody out there, starting to get quotes, um, you know, I always recommend, you know, that we get three to four different quotes. Um, For instance, our window quote came in, the first one came in um, and it was about $122,000 for windows. And then they quoted like the paint and stuff and it ended up being $178,000 you know, dollars, which was our total budget for everything on everything. the outside. And we had know, budgeted
1: 70, I think 71,000 for the windows. Yeah, and they came in at yeah. 122. That was the first one we got.
2: And then we had a couple other people come out. Um, and then we had um, two companies come in and quote us about um, about 60 to 68,000, um, you know, uh, for, for the windows. So, that was more in line, what we were thinking more in line of, of what uh, we are hearing from our community. Um, So that, uh, you know, in essence, you, you want to take the game plan that you start incorporating when you go on into uh, buying the buildings, which you and I both do. Uh, You know, you take your budget from your underwriting and then you, you know, get, get your recommendations or your referrals, and then you start getting quotes. and, And that would be the absolute first step that you would do.
1: Yeah. And I would always say, we, we, we say always three quotes, right?
2: Yeah, Always a yep. solid
1: three, because even, you know, we got that 122,000 and then you get another quote back and it's 60 and it's like, well, okay, well, let's go with the 60. But the fact that we had a, somebody at 122, it kind of makes you think, well, are the people that are quoting 60 just giving us really cheap windows. So it was that right. third yep. quote that came in more right in line with the 60. It's like, okay, that made us feel like, no, that's, that's a solid quote. The one twenty-two is is just,
2: well, yeah, that and you kind of learn how these these companies start to operate, right? So one of our big thing is, as we always talk about that, you know, uh, it's kind of a, a bad term, but, you know, we kind of want one throat to choke, right? So we want, you know, the most, most under, you know, most things done under one person. So that way we have one point of contact. And I think that was, that was really big, especially for this, that we could have somebody do the windows and, you know, the paint um, to have that one point of contact.
1: Yeah. And so we, we start deciding on, you know, which contractors we're going to move with. Uh, what's, yeah. What's the next step? You started kind of alluding to that, but what's the next step once you've, once you've chosen the contractor you want to use?
2: Yep, absolutely. So establishing uh, a schedule. So um, what I mean by that is getting exact dates and times, um, you know, that the contractor will be out there. Right. So, uh we're, we're all experiencing this right now, that there's different uh, lead and lag times that we're experiencing with um, actually just getting, you know, windows in, you know, how long will it actually take for the windows to come in? How long will it actually take for, you know, the gutters, the soffits, the, uh, I mean, sometimes even the, the paint supply, um, you know, for, for that to get in and all that needs to be coordinated. Uh, for Kettering 47, we had landscaping that needed to be done, a pool that needed to be filled in, you know, bushes, plants that needed to be ripped out, and then they needed to be replaced, windows, paint, and all that. Well, if you go ahead and schedule all the landscaping to be done first, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have all these nice new plants, and then you're going to have, you know, scaffolding and, and ladders and people trying to replace windows and Paint the siding, and they're going to be stomping all over your precious new, you know, bushes, grass, you know, plants, and everything that you just put down. So it's very imperative to go ahead and get a sequential agenda for these contractors and put dates into place because you don't want some action starting before others, um, or it's going to ruin what you just did. So Mm Um, I would say that that is very important. And then establishing, you know, you and I talk about this all the time is, yeah, sometime next week. OK, is that Monday next week, Tuesday of next week, Friday of next week? You know, um, what does this look like? And, and there's a lot of handholding that needs to happen. But I would say your first step in the scheduling is, is establishing who's going to go first. And then what is the sequential order? Um, that it needs to happen. Um, you know, like, uh, again, another example would be just the exterior garages. Uh, we needed uh, the foundation fix, we needed some of the supporting pieces of the garage to be fixed before the garage doors went in. Because if they went in, and they tried to come in and, and fix foundations and stuff like that, that could have knocked off, you know, the tracks for the garages and things oh. like that. So, you got to take you got to almost take all the projects as a whole, lay it out in sequential order and make sure that it, it, it fits the way that it needs to. So that way, one step doesn't ruin another.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great point. I mean, I, I think, you know, people at home that haven't gone through something like this. If you've ever, you know, redone a room, I always think like the, the most obvious example is like if you're going to redo a room and you're going to redo the flooring and the painting, like go ahead and paint first. Because if yeah. you re- take it out the floor, right, then, then you don't have to work. You can still paint all over the place. But if you go ahead and put your new floor in, then you have to be so careful while you're painting. So it just makes, you know, you can see where the order of it uh, becomes very important. Okay, so once you get the schedule uh, set, uh, what what's what's the third step?
2: So in my opinion, it's actually overseeing the work. meeting, Making oh. sure that when the contractor gets out there, you're going out there at least on the first day or the first couple of days to make sure and establish everybody's on the same page. A lot of these contractors, they're going out, you know, they've probably quoted from the time that they gave you your quote to when they start, they probably quoted 50 or 100 more buildings, right? So they're coming back out there and they're saying, oh, okay, yeah. So, all right. So we're doing windows for you and painting and this and the, yes, you are. Okay. Well, what needs to be done first? Okay. The garage needs to be done first because the garage store company is coming in this date. So you have until this date to get this done. So let's go ahead, let's get started on the garage. You do a walk around with the contractor, establish everything that you've you've talked about before. You bring your notes that you had, you bring the notes that you had sent them. Um, so a lot of times when I meet a contractor, we all make the same notes. And then I take those notes and I go ahead and email that to the contractor. So that way everybody knows exactly what's going on, what the price is, you know, what work, what scope of work needs to be done, what sequential order it needs to be done. So that way we make sure that this goes as smooth as possible. And if we run into any uh, bumps in the roads or he said, she said, you know, you have something to go back to that says, you know, here's the email that I sent to you, you know um, the week that we met, this is what we've talked about. Um, So that That is important for me is to make sure that I get there on the on the first day that they start. so that way we get them started in the right fashion. And then we're we're establishing again, it's hard to say no to people when it's face to face over text message and phone call. I feel like a lot its um, lost in the mix. So I always make sure the person that quoted the project is there the day that it starts. So that way we can all get uh, going in, in the right motion uh, day one. So overseeing that is uh, and making sure everybody's on the same page and they all understand uh, it's easier to hold people accountable that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really kind of been amazing to us um, how much uh, handholding does need to be done. And I think you make a yeah. point, though, Kevin, that like it's just look, your job is one of. I don't know, 50 that they'll do this year. I, so yeah. you kind of have to uh, just understand that. You know, you're, you're, our building is is the most important to us, but right. I, we, we can't really expect to be the most important to them. You know, we're, we were laughing just before we got on because we, we got some pictures of the landscaping that uh. we're pretty amazed that it's <laughs> not – We can, yeah, that, that, we can get in that. I mean, part we, part, but yeah, we it's amazing that. That, that it's not uh, – done correctly and and, you know we've been with the guy multiple times telling him what needs to be done and um and and i was just gonna say to him too like as you're overseeing you'll jump back into the second step back to scheduling because we had to like you had to make sure that our landscaping knows like hey remember when we told you october we're gonna be ready for you to put the plants back in (laughs) and tore out around the building yeah well windows are you know delayed a month and i can't get the painters out here you know so you are constantly updating a schedule as you're overseeing this. So you, 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 think, oh, yeah. you might think like, yeah. Hey, we got the contractors. We got the schedule set. You know, let me step back and just watch it unfold and I'll come back and check in at the end. I mean, it's not even close to the truth.
2: Yeah. One thing that we ended up experiencing is, you know, okay, Hey, this is the date that we're going to get started. All right. Meet you out there. We're getting you started. Windows are starting going in and this is why, you know, I like to go walk our properties weekly Um, you know, I go up there the next Friday and I'm like, okay, you know, only so many windows are in what happened. So I call them all our guys had to do something and, you know, got the run around. Okay. So when are they coming back out? They'll be out next week. Okay. You know, when we established this contract, you know, when they started the windows and when they started the paint, they were going to do it all the way through. And that, that was verbally agreed upon, not in writing. So anyway, what ended up happening is, you know if you ever met lee or myself you know we're pretty understanding guys you know we we get it we know how life happens we know we get business we've been in business for a long time well we are typically more uh you know relaxed with some of the contractors because we want them to do good work instead of barking orders well what we what i ended up finding out after the second time that our our window guys had something else to do they were literally pulling the window guys off of our project and putting them on somebody else's project because they were making a bigger stink. Basically, you know, this guy was getting, you know, yelled at by other clients that, you know, were still behind us, but he was like, Oh, uh, it's just one house. It's one day's of work, two days of work. So I'm going to pull them off. And, yep. you know, Kevin will be, you know, Kevin and Lee will be cool with it because you know, they're understanding they're, they're, they're nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, what ended up happening, Lee, and, and, and to the listeners is, <clears throat> you know, that isn't okay with us. You know, this is why we talk about everything. Uh, so when we really started to find that out and what was going on, you know, uh, we really had a, 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 you know, a kind of what people say, come to Jesus meeting with our contractor mm-hmm. and saying, hey, like, we're not okay with this. If you want our business again, we need to feel the love. We're not feeling the love. We're not feeling it at the priority And uh, guess what the the contractor ended up saying? I mean, you were on speakerphone when we had this conversation and he's like, you're right. You're exactly right because you guys weren't making a big enough stink. You know, your project kind of got delayed a little bit more. So I think, you know, there comes a point in time where you can work with a contractor or with somebody and then enough is enough. And then now you got to become, you know, kind of like the bad guy, I guess. And ever since, you know, we had that conversation. They've been on the job. They've, you know, they've they've done great work, and they've they've started hitting their deadlines. And then all of a sudden, the project's complete a week later. So, um, I think it's very important that you you do have a certain understanding with the contractor. But at some point in time, if it's just not getting done, um, you know, you start setting hard deadlines. And if it's not done at this point in time, what kind of financial return do we get back? Because you are now costing us money because our vacancies, you know, we need a nice building so we can raise rents. We can't raise rents until, you know, we have a nicer building. You know, all these things fall into place. And I think once you kind of lay that out for the contractor, and they're like, "Oh, I'm actually costing this guy money." Uh, once we had that understanding, it was like, boom, now we're good, and 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 we'll carry this on to the next project we're going to have, which we're going to have a lot coming up. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a points
1: point, sir, Kevin, and, and I mean, yeah, we, we definitely did feel like we, we got taken advantage of and, and yeah, maybe we're being too nice. I mean, it, it stinks that it mm-hmm. has to come to that, but it, it's kind of how it is. I mean, the, the, the squeaky wheel idea. Um, and then, you know, what you're yeah. going to bring up there at the end is something that we didn't do uh, that, I, that. I think we will do going forward is, is setting some of those uh, marks. It's like, OK, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to start this date. Sounds good. We'll put that on our calendar when is realistic for you to finish? And, and really, I mean, we could have given an extra two months and they still wouldn't have hit the deadline. So, um, and now look, when exactly. the windows weren't, when the windows weren't coming in, we, we were not hounding the guy. Look, right. COVID happened, yeah. supply chains all over the world. Nobody could get glass. We get that. But we're talking about after the windows were in after they even started right. our project, then they're pulling people off of our project. So that's totally different that it's unacceptable. So I think once that happened, yeah. we should have said, okay, windows are in. When are you actually going to start? Because we've been delayed for a couple months now, but we get it. You couldn't get windows in, but, you know, we get it. But you're starting now. Yep. When can you be done? Okay, yep. if you're not, what's what's the ramification after that one, Kev? Um, as you're overseeing it and things are getting done, um, and maybe as they're finishing up, is there any other uh, steps to to really get the capex projects finished up?
2: Yeah, um, for us, it's really just kind of wrapping up the projects so and making a final punch list. So again, you bring. The person that quoted you quoted the project or the the main point of contact, you meet them back out at the property. You walk the building again. uh, You go through a fine, you know, taking pictures, um, you know, writing down notes, you know, things of that nature of everything that might have been missed. Like uh, for us, you know, some of the paint, there was some overspray. Uh, There was, um, you know, different points of uh, of wood that needed to be replaced um, one of them wasn't replaced so that needed to be replaced and repainted um, you're just walking through with a fine tooth comb yep. and really setting your expectation of like hey this is what needs to be done for you to get it get your final check so um, you know one thing we didn't really touch on is hey we give them a check up in, uh, in the beginning so that way they can order the supply We gave them a check, you know, kind of as they were finishing the project, you know, so that way they could pay the rest of the windows and, and, and some of the contractors that were actually finished. And then we hold a large sum. I think it's still, you know, I think it's about $20,000 that we're still holding from them, which is a large chunk. So that way we can hold them accountable to get these final punch list items done. You go ahead, get that. And then you, you, you have your final punch list. Again, you email it to the contractor you let them know what's going on. Um, you come to an agreement and then they bring the crew out to finish everything up. You'll do one final walkthrough and then we'll go ahead and issue payment. Yeah.
1: And that, that I mean, you know, we definitely found a, a lot of things and um, I think another key point is what you said there that you, you don't pay. We have money held back because it just goes back to that financial incentive that we we're talking about with people, you know, right. getting done on schedule setting a financial incentive. You, you need that for people to actually come back out. I've definitely been burned on that before where, you know, it's just a couple small things, you know, maybe it's just going to take a few yeah. hours, but like you want the contractor finished. finish it. That's part of the job. But if you've already paid them, they're just not going to answer the phone. And then, I mean, I've just been in a position myself where I just end up doing it myself uh, because yep. they're just not coming out and it just, it stinks. And it's because I, you know, paid them too early. So, um, that's really good stuff. I kind, of, I kind of want to wrap it up here. Um, I, I was just kind of yeah. taking notes as you were talking, Kev. Um, just some lessons learned, uh, some, some things that we wanted to pass on to our listeners. Is that no, number one, when, when you've got a big uh, prop, a big CapEx budget, uh, a bunch of CapEx plans for, for a property like what we had uh, for the Alpine, or 47 unit, you've got to start with by getting referrals. Uh, you've got to go to people that have already you know, replaced a bunch of windows in a building and had a good experience you know, get, get referrals, but get, get more than one. I mean, you can't go to one person and they say, Oh, this guy's awesome. And you get a quote. I mean, you know, great example for us, we got a quote for $122,000. Um, and, and it, you know, then we end up spending about 60, 65, you know, something like that. So you got to get at least three quotes on each project uh, mm-hmm. with, when you really want to have one point of contact. So you want to have one to choke, as, as Kevin said, when, 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 when it's not getting done the way you want, when, when, hey, they didn't actually do this. Hey, the color's wrong. It can't be one guy saying, well, actually, that should have been him. And him saying, well, no, it yep. should have been him. And, hey, it's his product. Hey, these are the guys that put the product on. It's got to be one guy. We're going to one yep. guy. And he's the one that's going to fix the problem because he's our one point of contact. You got to have that. Uh, when, before they ever get started, you got to meet them out there, make sure everybody's on the same page because, yeah, good point. I mean, you know, it might have been that you settled on that, that quote and, and that scope of work a month ago. And now they're just getting started. I mean, the guy's putting the windows in. I mean, we made it. Did we wait three months on windows? I mean, waited a yeah, long time so, to come back out and say, hey, here's what we <laughs> you know, agreed upon. You know, even if it's like the schedule things, like you mentioned, we want you to paint the garage first so then the, the garage door guys can get in. So make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, and then as they get started, um, there's times you're really going to have to be the squeaky wheel and, and, and not be the nice guy. I mean, you know, we were still very respectful talking to him, but it was like, right. man, you're taking advantage of us. You are not meeting your, your deadlines, um, you know, and, and, and be the squeaky wheel. Make sure you're heard. Make sure, you know, people respect um, the agreement that's in place with you uh, And that. But I think, you know, that's important and that does help. But I really think the next time we're going to have financial incentives in place. We're going to say, Absolutely. you know, when are you going to be done? Okay, if you're not, then we want to end the contract to say that it's going to cost you this much every day after that. You know, and, and let them set the date. You know, it's not like us saying, okay, it's got to be done in two weeks. It's them saying, no, we can definitely be done in one month. Okay, cool. We'll give you a whole month then. But after that, you know, there's there's got to be a, a financial penalty. And then a financial reward if they get it done early. Um, when they're done, uh, when they say they're done, you got to go back out and really fi- expect it with a fine-tooth comb. Get yourself a punch list. Uh, and, and then make sure they, they come back out and, and do those things. Cause I mean, yeah, just with the painters and the windows, we, we found a lot of things and, and some things that were, that were pretty big, like, like small things, but a big deal. Like they didn't caulk down the side of the windows around the foundation right. and there were huge yep. gaps. So very important to do that. And then I think another thing uh, as far as financial incentives is you do not pay, um, a hundred percent of the cost of these projects until that punch list and everything is 100% done. Uh, because they you know they're not going to come back out they're not going to do it um but you know overall it's been very frustrating i think um you know covid has definitely added to that we've seen that uh you know as the example of just having to wait and wait and wait on windows because nobody can get glass and i mean you know it wasn't just us We, you know we knew a bunch of people that were going through a lot of the same things um so it's been frustrating but we are we're really really happy uh with the way the alpine has turned out um you know that the landscaping was was getting put in today we need, we need to follow up make sure it actually gets done correctly but once that's done it, it just it, it looks awesome uh we're really proud of it um really excited about um, yeah. the budget you know overall uh just kind of numbers wise you know our total budget was one hundred seventy thousand 000 and i just ran the numbers the other day and we're right below 167. so um Really awesome that we were able to come in under budget. I mean, everybody knows how, you know, with, with inflation, prices have gone up. And, and we definitely saw that. But to be able to come in, I mean, that's where we just, we, we budgeted very conservatively. Um, and, and we're still able to come in under budget, even though prices uh, have, have soared in some areas. I mean, a lot of them have come down. Um, but, uh, yeah, just under budget. It's looking great. And, and you know, the number one thing for us is, is that now all of our residents have a, have a much better looking place to live. And, and we've gotten so yeah. many great compliments while we're out there. Uh, we were just out there you know kevin and i brought the but our kids out and we're kind of doing some of the landscaping ourselves and you know i had more people stopping us telling us you know how great it is i mean i had a guy the other day uh kevin you know if i told you this when we were out there and i was cleaning up some trash and you were you were walking around with one of the contractors and a guy came out and he's like do you are you part of the ownership group and i always say oh i, I work with the owners um i'd just rather keep it that way and, and he's like well Man, tell them thank you. I mean, this building looks <laughs> so good. Um, we, we are so excited with what's going on. So that's really cool. Um, and then, you know, to be honest with you, everybody that listens to this podcast, you know, you want to get into real estate because um, you can, you know, make make a good return on it. And that's what our investors expect. So um, a big part of this too is is that we're able to raise the rent. Uh, you know, we're again, we're taking this building from a C-class building to a B-class building and it costs more to yep. live in a B-class building. And so far, our residents have been very happy to pay more to live in a much nicer place. Um, You know, on we are rehabbing units too. We don't have time to get into that today, but on those, yeah. we're the rents going way up. Uh, I think I mentioned the beginning going from six fifty to nine hundred, and actually on the latest one, we're getting nine fifty. So when we're you know we're rehabbing the exterior, making that all look good, making the common areas look good, and once we rehab the units and everything's new now, <clears throat> as far as your personal home goes, um, we're going up three hundred dollars. Well, even with the people uh sticking around we were going up 50. Every single person took the $50 bump. Then, you know, didn't say a word. Uh, then we went up 75, same thing. Everybody took it. Uh, so now we're going to be going up a hundred. So I, w- I was just doing some math on that. If we, if we just did that on half of the residents and we just said an average of $75 on half of them, um, we're going to make $21,000 more per year. Um, so that's a huge increase and in, you know, that, that's, you know, it doesn't doesn't go along with increasing expenses or anything. So that's you know twenty plus thousand extra in profit each year that our investors get to share in, um, get most of actually. Um, and then on a six and a half cap, which I think is pretty conservative to value a property like this at. You know, we've added three hundred twenty five thousand dollars in value, uh, and that's just just half the residents going up seventy five bucks. Uh, and a lot of that because we've made the exterior of the building look so good in the common areas. That's why we've been able to bump the the, the, the rents and, and people not push back because they see that we're putting money into it. So, you know, we put 170,000 in, we increase the value by $325,000. So what 45, 55,000. We well, got yeah, $155,000, uh, you know, that we've gained over the 170 that we put into it. Um, and, and now, you know, with the rest, with, as we carry out the plan of doing the units, and we're going up $300, I mean, we're going to go up even more than that. But if we just did, 300 on the 44 big units. Uh, now we're increasing revenue by 158,000 um, on a six and a half gap. Uh, now we're talking about um, two uh, over $2.4 million in, in increased value. So um, that that's, that's, you know, a big part of it as well. And, and it's, it's going well so far. So glad we could jump on here and share some of this and i um, excited to do another podcast with you mm-hmm. Kev. Uh, once we close yeah. on um, Wayne Dale mid next month, we'll jump on and, and start talking about that. Cause yeah, that's a big, Big CapEx projects as well, and we've learned a lot. So, uh, anxious to carry all these lessons that we've learned into the next one. Uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and uh, we'll catch yep. you guys
2: all
0: in the next episode.
2: All right, thanks. Talk to you soon. See you, man.
0: Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.